Welcome, welcome, and I'm back. It's a Taste to Consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and I'm back. It's been a minute. Yes, I know. I've missed you. I've missed being here. I'm happy to be back. Uh, This is 2020, the new year. New season, season two, coming to you right now. Episode one. And it's been a minute because the last show that I did was back in November. <laughs> yeah, that that's been a minute. Um it's just it's been kinda kinda wild <laughs> um what's been going on. Honestly, I mean um I didn't expect to for that last show, um, Childish Inside, I didn't expect that to be the last show of 2019, but uh, for all the people out there that's used to listening to the podcast, you know, I just go with the flow and things, and I just wasn't feeling in the flow. Yeah, I definitely w- wasn't feeling in the flow of recording um, after that last episode. Um, yeah. Uh, November... Uh, well, basically, like, first, let me give a shout out to everybody, all the listeners, uh, all the people who hit me up and was asking me where I was, uh, when another episode was coming in. Um, shout out to my parents, shout out to my dad, because he just, I just talked to him like earlier this week and he was telling me how he was listening to the show. He just got a new truck, so... He got the Bluetooth on there so he can listen while he drives. So shout out to my dad. Shout out to my mom. Uh, shout out to my brother. Shout out to all the people who support me in this podcast. All the people who support my blog, greatestiamblog.com. I just uh, put up a new post. Um, check that out. Um, yeah, so back to me not recording. Um yeah, I just had to take a break. Um, I wasn't really in the floor of things. I wasn't feeling it. Um, it was, you know, stuff that uh, led to me not recording. And, you know, I'll talk about it further as the show goes along. But, yeah, I just wasn't feeling it. So I decided to end the season one that way. Um, it's funny because... I watch a lot of uh, shows or whatever, and I always be getting mad when the first season of a good show <laughs> only has like eight episodes, and my first season of my solo podcast was only seven episodes, <laughs> so yeah, but it's all good. Let me let you know what cigar that I'm smoking uh, for all the new listeners out there, a Taste to Consider podcast. Um, each episode... I'm smoking a cigar, and I have a a drink to go with it. So this particular cigar, I got this uh, from one of my coworkers um, for Secret Santa gift, and it's a acid. Um, it's an acid cigar, and these like some mini cigars. So it was like a what was it like ten, ten or twelve of them in this uh this little case. But yeah, shout out to my coworker for that. Take a puff. Yeah, and um, I'm smoking something light tonight. Just smoking. I mean, smoking. I'm sipping something light tonight, which is some wine. Um, I forgot the name of it, but it's pretty good wine. These cigars is is real good. I like these cigars, so I will add it to my list. Um. Yeah, so the last episode was Childish Inside, and, you know, I talked about the um, inner child, and I went through some of the things that I've I've gone through with uh, some of my inner child work that uh, my therapist recommended to me and other stuff that I found online and stuff like that. Um, so I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, around that time, I wasn't really in the flow of doing anything either, but the I had everything all together, all the work that I put into it and research and stuff. So I, I just went ahead and did the episode. But um, we're here 2020, season two, episode one. Um, 
I don't really do New Year's resolutions, but um, I decided this year for 2020 that um, I'm going to limit my social uh, media um, presence. Um, I'm just going to focus on promoting my blog and uh, this podcast, It Takes to Consider podcast, and of course my other podcast um, that I'm a part of is the Unproductive and Unapologetic podcast. Shout out to all the fellas over there. And we got a new episode up too. Um, Check that out on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Play, everywhere. Same as a taste to consider. And Unproductive is back on YouTube as well. And I will be making an appearance on uh, YouTube for a taste to consider. So, you know, I'll keep you updated on that. Um, so, um, damn, my damn cigar went out on me. So, yeah, as I was saying... I wasn't in the flow of things, and I decided to take a break. Um, well, back to my resolution. See, I'm all over the place now. It's been a minute, so I got to get back into the flow of things. So, yeah, I'm just promote promote the stuff that I'm involved in. Um, uh, social media has its, its ups and downs for me, and I particularly don't necessarily want to be involved in the downs, so I'm just going to focus on you know, the things that I'm a part of and uh, promote that stuff. I'm not really going to be having any other presence on there other than that. Um, And plus, you know, I can devote a lot of that time to other things that um, I've been wanting to do. Uh, I've been wanting to do more reading. I have stacks of books that I go in and out of all the time. And, you know, I just want to devote more time to that as well as, you know, finish some of the projects that I've been working on for the past uh, year and a half. Um, so that's my resolution. And um, like I was saying, I wasn't in the flow of things. And it was like I just wasn't myself. I wasn't connected to myself. I wasn't connected to the things around me. I was just totally off. And... I went to therapy uh, last Friday, um, and I was letting my therapist know about it and everything. And the the funny part about um, me going to therapy last week was um, <laughs> I didn't go to the last time I went to therapy was back in November. So it was like I was just totally disconnected from everything. You know, I was just out of place. I was just. I was just outside of my my body, outside of my routine, outside of the things that kept me grounded and stuff like that. And when I was discussing it with her, you know, uh, my last session that I had with her in November, um, we were talking about um, seasonal affective disorder, which is other, you know, also known as SAD or seasonal depression. And I have dealt with that um, before, um, at least twice um, that I can think of uh, back in 2016 and back in 2015. And she was talking to me back in November because she could tell that, you know, I was down a little bit. She can tell there was a difference in me because in that in that therapy session, uh, she was giving me a lot of praise and giving me a lot of compliments and stuff for all the work that I've been doing and all the progress that I've been made. But she could notice, you know, that I wasn't myself. She noticed that, you know, I just wasn't there. It was like I was just off in a different place. And she mentioned to me about, you know, things that we talked about before with uh, seasonal affective disorder and stuff. So... It really hit me hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, during the session, um, I told her that I came to the conclusion that I haven't, the way that I was feeling during that period, I guess it was right around fall time started when it, when it you know, begun. And the deeper that it got into fall and started to come into winter, like, I felt, I felt like I was in a dark place. 
And I told her in that session that, you know, um, I didn't even want to use that word because it was like I was afraid of that word. You know, it was like I felt them. I told her that I felt embarrassed because I felt like I, I regressed. You know, I felt like I was, you know, I regressed. Um, but, you know, she talked to me and let me know that, you know, I'm only human and, you know, it's nothing to beat myself up over and stuff like that because in the past uh, I used to beat myself up a lot and I used to carry a lot of shame as well when we talked about that and stuff. So that's one of the reasons why I was I didn't record over that period of time from the last episode that was in November to now. And you know, I'm just I'm just finally getting back to myself. I had to I had to go back to the things that I know keep me grounded, which was meditation, prayer, affirmations, mantras, um, reading and stuff. You know, I had to get right I had to get back into that space. And not only the the seasonal affective disorder, it was also, you know, I know a lot of people don't believe in this stuff with astrology and stuff like that, but uh, the eclipse energy, the clip. It's a, right now we're in the eclipse season and this particular eclipse season, um, which was uh, the most recent one that we had was the lunar eclipse in cancer. And this particular eclipse, it, it focused on um, uh, your inner being, your your internal how should I say your internal uh your internal struggle that you have with past things past negative thoughts uh negative a negative perspective on life and stuff like that so it made sense once I started reading more into what I was going through at the moment it was like I had to get back to to grounding myself and get back to the things that excuse me um I know those people out there who always comment on me burping. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna laugh right now. But <laughs> um, yeah, I had to get back to my tools. I had to get back to my routine. I had to get back to the things that that kept me connected to myself, kept kept me connected to God, you know, and to the to the whole universe around me. So, you know, I've been putting more emphasis on getting back into those things and, you know, I'm feeling more back to myself and stuff. Um, so the therapy session came right on time. It was funny how everything started to line up um, uh, with with me recognizing, being self-aware about where I was and getting back to the things that, uh, you know, made me myself so to speak, and then the therapy session lined up, and this episode lined up, and stuff like that, so everything aligned perfectly, so once I had to, like, kind of let go of some of the negative aspects that was going on inside of me, I was able to, you know, um, get back into a, a, a good space, so... I'm going to talk about seasonal affective disorder a little bit. Um, And this is according to the mayoclinic.org. And it says, seasonal affective disorder is a type of depression that's related to changes in seasons. SAD begins and ends at about the same times every year. If you're like most people with say, your symptoms start in the fall and continue into the winter months, sapping your energy and making you feel moody. Less often, sad causes depression in the spring or early summer. Um, some of the symptoms of sad, it says, in most cases, seasonal affective disorder Symptoms appear during late fall or early winter and go away during the sunnier days of spring and summer. Less commonly, people with the opposite pattern have symptoms that begin in spring or summer. In either case, symptoms may start out mild and become more severe as the season progresses. The signs and symptoms of SAD may include feeling depressed most of the day, nearly every day, losing interest in activities you once enjoyed, having low energy, 
having problems with sleeping, experiencing, experiencing changes in your appetite or weight, feeling sluggish or agitated, having difficulty concentrating, feeling hopeless, worthless, or guilty, having frequent thoughts of death or suicide. And it goes on to talk specifically about fall and winter seasonal affective depression, um, seasonal affective disorder. Um, Symptoms specific to winter onset said sometimes called winter depression may include oversleeping, appetite changes, especially a craving for foods and carbohydrates, weight gain, tiredness, or low energy. And for the less common spring and summer said, trouble sleeping, insomnia, poor appetite, weight loss, agitation, or anxiety. I'm going to say some of the uh, causes, um, your biological clock, circadian rhythm, uh, the reduced level of sunlight in fall and winter may cause winter onset sag. This decrease in sunlight may disrupt your body's internal clock, clock and lead to feelings of depression. Serotonin levels, a drop in serotonin, a brain chemical that affects mood might play a role in sag. Reduced sunlight can cause a drop in serotonin that may trigger depression. The melatonin levels. The change in season can disrupt the balance of the body's level of melatonin. Melatonin, which plays a role in sleep patterns and mood. Yeah, so... um, That's according to the mayoclinic.org. And some of the things that they let you know that you can do um, to treat said is uh, seasonal affective disorder is um, light therapy. Uh, They have special lights that you can buy and they they sell them on Amazon everywhere and stuff that um, you can buy and that can substitute for lack of sunlight you can take vitamin d supplements uh talking to a therapist and some sort of uh um depression or anxiety medication and they also say uh working out helps um avoid eating unhealthy foods take a sunny vacation uh journaling uh, keep them, keep and manage your feelings. Um, what else? Yeah, that's that's about it. So um, if you have time, just you know, look it up more because a lot of people deal with it. Because after I wrote uh, my new blog, my new blog post, I am worthy on greatestiamblog.com. I got a lot of emails from from people and DMs and stuff telling me and telling me how you know they deal with it too and stuff so um and it's 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 bad for them and stuff like that so you know it affects a lot of people and a lot of people don't even know it's affecting them they just may think that they having a bad day or something or a couple of a string a couple of bad days or something like that so you just never know so if you have a moment take a time to look at it because it's, it's definitely real But in that time, uh, during that that time that I was, like, kind of feeling down and stuff and going through that seasonal affective disorder, I decided, um, because I I wasn't working out as well, and I was taking a much longer break than I normally take um, when I, you know, usually take breaks from working out and I got up one night and I looked at the calendar and it was exactly 38 days from my 38th birthday which was on November the 30th and I said to myself hey that's that's funny that that lines up perfect 38 days to my 38th birthday so I made a challenge for myself to work out every day up until them 38 days so I took on that challenge and 
in the beginning, it was a struggle because, as I said, I took a longer break than expected. So I was a little out of shape. I was winded. Um, but I, I made it a point to stick with it because Lord knows <laughs> some of those day, <laughs> some of them days and nights that I was going to the gym, I just wanted to be like, man, forget <laughs> I don't care. But the gym has always been a funny place for me, and I really started uh, getting into uh, working out for real, for real, like on a consistent basis back in 2012. And the reason for that was because I was trying to figure out, like, I was I was getting tired of my job and I wanted to find a career, something stable, and I just wanted to try something new. So I said to myself, man, I'm about to become a cop. Yep. <laughs> I said to myself, I'm about to become the police. <laughs> I'm about to become a police officer. So I looked up all the information and stuff like that. And, of course, you got to take a fitness test along with a written test. So uh, at that time, uh, 2012, I guess I was around, I was 30, going on 31. Um, and so I had to get in shape. You know, it was a push-up. The Part of the test was push-ups, sit-ups, and you had to do like a mile and a half run. And... According to the age bracket that you was in, you had to do a certain amount to pass. So I was in the 30 and up, 30 to 35 group or something like that. And I believe I had to do like, I'm thinking, I think it was, I think it was, I, I think it was maybe 25 push-ups, at least 25 push-ups. That was the minimum. Sit-ups, I think it was like 30 or 35 or something. And you had to do the mile and a half run in like eight minutes or eight and a half minutes or something like that. So I set out to get in shape for that. And, and this was for the Prince George's County Police Department, which is in Maryland. And so I worked out every day for that. Uh, did push-ups, uh, sit-ups, um, did as much running as I could. I used to run track, so I pretty pretty much knew what I had to do to get in shape for the run part. But, you know, I started working out. Um, wasn't really going to the gym like that when I first began training for it, but, um, you know, I was taking my whey protein, doing all that stuff. And I got I got pretty big. It's crazy because I at that time I got up to over two hundred pounds. I was weighing over two hundred pounds, and mind you, I'm like uh, five ten and a half. Uh, don't forget the half. So yeah, I got up to two hundred pounds. I got I got swole. I didn't get cut. I got swole. I got big for my normal natural frame, and. So I took the test. Um, I forgot how, how many months it was from the time I worked out to the time I took the test. But I got to the point where I took the physical test and I knocked that thing out. I did like over 50 push-ups, did like 75 sit-ups, and I did the mile and a half. And a, I passed the mile and a half. I don't know what the time was, but I passed it. <laughs> and Took the written test, passed that and everything, and did my psych interview and passed that. And background check went through and everything. And I specifically remember coming home from uh, work one day, and then the, the guy who was in charge of my investigation, he called me. He was like, uh, yeah, uh, Mr. Silver, yes, uh, the Prince George's County Police Department wants to hire you. <laughs> And he left me a message saying that. And around that time, that's when, like, most of the the uh, police stuff was happening. Um, I think Trayvon Martin happened around that time and stuff like that. So 
I wasn't really feeling it after that. It was like I got through everything and told me that, you know, they wanted to hire me and stuff. I can be a part of the academy and all that. But I turned it down. Yeah. I turned it down. But I know I made a good decision. Um, Me actually even wanting to join the police force was uh, the decision was honestly based on fear. I was fearful of, um, you know, uh, not uh, having a stable career, not having a, a career period per se, um, and just worried about um, uh, money and stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad I turned it down. It was a good decision. Um, like I said, the decision was based off of fear. But anyway. I stuck with working out, and um, what's funny was I decided again later on, I think it was back in 2013, that I was going to <laughs> I was going to uh, become a police officer again because <laughs> I was getting tired of my job, and I was worried about stability. I was worried about uh, money and stuff like that, and so I decided to go out to go out for the Metro, the Metro police. And, you know, I did the test and everything, passed all the tests. But for some reason, I didn't get past the background check. And that was the weirdest thing to me. But then once that happened, I knew that that was uh, God telling me that, yeah, this ain't what you were supposed to do. And you had it right the first time. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so... I kept working out after that as well. Then I started really going to the gym and stuff. Um, I had started going to the gym with one of my boys at the time and um, staying pretty consistent with stuff and everything, you know, just uh, keeping my the look that I already already had got, uh, the, the bulky, swole look. I wasn't really cut or nothing like that, just had a had that swole, bulky look, and, you know, had some more strength on me and stuff like that. But the um, the gym can be funny, man. Like I said, the gym can be funny because the gym is like a microcosm of, of the society we live in. You know, it's just, it's just a smaller world that you go into. And, you know, in the gym, you got your, 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 so to speak, uh, superstars or your celebrities at the gym. You got your uh, quote-unquote slackers in the gym that come every now and then. You got your, you got the girls in there that's trying to get the attention. Um, you got the guys in there trying to get the attention. You got the people in there that don't know what they're doing. You got the people in there that's being creeps, just looking at the women and stuff. Excuse me. You know, so the gym is just a representation of what's already going on in society. So, you know, it's always funny to me because I'm uh, I always tend to stay to myself and uh, people watch. So I see a lot of things in the gym all the time, you know. Uh, and as you as you know, on social media, people make fun of people in the gym uh them doing the workout wrong and stuff like that or what they got on people you know got the people that's matchy matchy with their outfits they gotta make sure that they nike down nike shirt nike pants nike shorts nike shoes um it was just a whole nother thing i don't know we so vain that you got people out here lately i seen on social media to, with a post talking about some don't wear Nike shoes with Adidas pants and all this other stuff. So, <laughs> stuff is so retarded, man. Wear what you want to wear. What the hell cares? Who, who the hell cares? But anyways, you know, it's just a microcosm of the society that we live in, the gym. So, uh, yeah, so my 38 days to 38 and it would you know as I say I struggled in the beginning but you know I've been going to the gym ever since shoot 
20 late 2012 or 2013 or whatever it was so i pretty much pretty much know what i need to do uh what i got to do to get where i want to get but over the years i never really stayed consistent in the gym and i was talking to my therapist back uh in november when i was telling her about the the personal challenge that i was doing that you know the reason why I have such, you know, difficulties with the gym and stuff like that, because I've always been doing it for the wrong reasons. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, I'm always in the past, I've always been trying to compete with other people that I know. Um, you know, I follow certain people on social media that I, that I actually personally know that, you know, do competing and stuff like that. And their trainers and stuff so I was focusing on them too much what they was doing how I look compared to them stuff like that and then being in a relationship you trying to make sure that you look in a certain way so you you don't want your your significant other to look somewhere else you know this is this is where my mindset was you know me having um a lack of confidence and, you know, low self-worth and stuff like that uh, back at that time. And, you know, so I was always just in and out because it was never like I had to, I never really had a deep af affinity for the gym and just going to be healthy and because I enjoyed it. It always had to be some sort of fear or negative motive you know based around me going to the gym and stuff like that so I figured that out right before I I started the challenge you know because I really sat down and I said to myself how am I going to make sure that I stick with this challenge so I had to go through and really like analyze all the the things that took me away from the gym when I was in and out of the gym so those are some of the things you know the lack of confidence and worrying about other people comparing myself and stuff like that so I really had to say to myself why are you doing this this challenge and why are you going to get back into the gym and I couldn't really give myself an answer right then and there I told myself I'm just going to just take each day and complete that day and then figure out the, the rest the next day so as I was saying I was struggling in the beginning and it was difficult and then when I was going back to the gym I was seeing um, certain people that I was used to seeing when I was going to the gym and um it was kind of like, um, I was just like, don't focus on nobody else. Just do what you got to do. Just do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. So I'm in there and I'm just taking each day at a time. I already have a, a plan, a certain structure already in place for what I do each day, how long and how many sets, how many reps, stuff like that. So I, I guess after the first two weeks, you know, I was I was cool. I fell back into the flow of things, and as I started going back, I started um, realizing more how much those fear-based and negative things that was taking me out of the gym consumed me so much, and it had me seeing how like other people how it can keep other people out of the gym you know and, and and even the people that's in the gym all the time how they can get addicted to it and then it started making me see how even in those times back in the day when I was in the gym heavy and stuff like that my mentor used to say to me you know, you spend too much time in the gym, you know, that's cool that you want to, you know, keep your body right and stuff like that, you know, but you have to make sure you keep the other parts right, the mental, emotional, spiritual. And I noticed, like, 
in that 38 days that I did the same thing again. And it kind of put me, it kind of, it contributed to me being in that dark place that I was in because once I started dealing with the seasonal affective disorder and stuff like that, the gym picked me up. But even before I started doing the 38 days, I already started slacking on my meditation. I started slacking on my reading, my prayer, my affirmations and stuff like that. So it was like when I got back in the gym, it gave me a quick pick-me-up. And, you know, I was doing good and everything. But, like, in the middle towards the end of that 38 days, I started really feeling down. I started really getting in that dark place. And the gym just wasn't doing anything for me. But I, I knew I had to finish that challenge because I already got on social media. And I was, um, each day I was getting on there and putting the story up there about how each day went and checking in. And that part was unfamiliar for me as well because I keep to myself and I don't really do a lot of stuff on social media like that. And even when I was talking to my therapist about it, she gave me praise for doing it because of, you know, how how I deal with social anxiety at times, you know, but I was kind of putting myself out there or whatever. And I was getting good, you know, response from it from people, from my my uh, short videos each day and checking in and stuff like that and chronicling my my workout routines and stuff like that. But by me just having the gym as my focus, I totally let go of everything else. I wasn't praying. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't reading. I wasn't saying my affirmations. I was just straight going to the gym. And it was just like a snowball effect where I just was going down. And it was like that season affective disorder just caught me just totally because it was like I, all the focus was on the physical. All the focus was on the physical. And when, the closer and closer I got to my birthday, and I was even talking to my therapist about it, I didn't even have any any ideas or I wasn't excited at anything about my birthday. I was in a bad place. I, I was like, even though I was going to the gym and I was, you know, getting results in that time and stuff like that, I was totally insecure. I was, it was to the point where I told my therapist that I didn't feel this bad. I haven't been in this bad of a place or this dark of a place since 2015 when I had my former therapist and I went to him so I can start medication for depression and anxiety. And I was on that that um that medication for a year. Um and it was like it was so bad. I was such in a dark place in 2015 that I had that I felt the need that I, I should get on medication because I was just totally down. I was totally insecure. Um, I, my confidence was shot. Um, and it was, and to think that's why I felt so embarrassed and I felt like I regressed because I was back there. 2019, I was back in that same place that I that I was in in 2015. And I just felt all by myself. I felt totally alone. But like I said, it was the seasonal affective disorder and this eclipse season. And it was like this stuff, all this stuff came up again. Like all these things came up into these these two, three month, in this two, three month period. All these things that have spanned over my life, like years over my life, they all came up in this two, three month period. And just being being in that quiet place and getting back to that 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 grounding place that I realized that you know all this stuff is coming up for me again is because I I truly this is truly the moment where I I'm going to let go of all of that that I have to let go of all of that and researching the uh 
the eclipse, the lunar eclipse and cancer and stuff like that, all that stuff, it outlined all of that. So even before I read everything, I knew even though I was in such a bad place and I felt so alone and by myself, I knew that, you know, that I was going to get out of this. I knew I was like, I've been here before and I, I, I knew what I had to do. I knew the things that I had to do, but I also, you know, knew that I had to seek out counsel. So I um, talked to my mentor. Then I, you know, I went back to my counselor. It was it was to the point where another reason why I didn't go back to counseling in that in that uh, that time frame was because I was honestly embarrassed, and I told her that too. I told my therapist that I was embarrassed, um, but I knew I would get through it, and I know I know. And I've come to the to the realization in the what um, eight years since I've been going through my my spiritual journey and uh, healing from depression and anxiety and stuff that you know all these situations uh, are the situations where I get the greatest growth. So um, even though they can be bad at times, I know that all. At all times, things aren't going to be good. There's nobody with a 100% positive and great life. So, um, you know, I, I I knew that I would get out of it. I'm I'm getting out of it now. Um, I'm in a much better place. But I'm not going to lie. I was I was concerned that I that I regressed. Um, but you know, in that time period of the 38 days, I did realize that, you know, working out has to be for myself. And I now know my my why for going to the gym and it's to be healthy and to to look good, you know? And not on some um arrogant type stuff or anything, but you know, I wanna I wanna have a certain look to myself. But ultimately, I want to be healthy. And, and I do. I really in, do enjoy lifting weights. But I'm not going to get so consumed by staying in the gym that I totally let go of the balance, you know, with the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual. So that's my focus now, to find the healthy balance that I need. And so far, I'm, I'm there I'm I'm back into the routine of what I feel my healthy balance can be and I'm opening myself up to finding new avenues on what else I can do to keep a healthy balance. And but I definitely know that the gym is tough, you know, and the society we live in focuses totally on the physical. Looking good, you got people out here on social media uh, advertising for the tees, for the waist trainers, and you know it's not just a woman thing. Even it's, uh, men, men are obsessed with the gym. You got men out here today getting implants, chest implants, calf implants, so they can look a certain way. And you know, so society will wrap us up into thinking that. The physical is the most important thing, but we have to have a healthy balance. And particularly during like the the times where you're down or even in these situations like with the fall and winter where you can be more susceptible to seasonal affective disorder. And you have to have a healthy balance. You got to make sure that you you have people you can go to to talk to or people that will listen you got to have a spiritual outlet, a mental outlet, and an emotional outlet along with that physical outlet. And you have to find what works for you best. Not, you know, you can you can study people, you can take advice from people, but ultimately you have to find out what works for you within all of that. So, you know, life can weigh you down, and that, that is the title of this episode, Weigh You Down. So just just make sure that, you know, <laughs> you don't let, 
life gets you to the point where it takes you to the extreme of doing things for others. And you have to focus on yourself. Um, that's been a big lesson for me. Um, you can't you can't provide anything for anyone else if if it's not you know balanced in your life. And it it doesn't necessarily have to be great in your life, but balance because downs are part of life, you know. But it's what you do when you're in those downs and your mind state, uh, your emotional state, your spiritual state, and your physical state. So just keep that um, uh, in mind when you're in these those down moments. And, you know, like I said, uh, this this podcast, I always just use myself as an example to get a message across. And, you know, this is the start of a new season, season two, A Taste to Consider podcast. And you can find me on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. And coming soon, YouTube. So on YouTube, it, it will be a Taste to Consider podcast. So look out for that. And as I always say, download, listen, and delete. Download so I can get my credit. Listen. And then you can delete that download off your phone. And another thing, um, you don't have to have a Spotify account to listen to the podcast on Spotify. Um, as we were saying on the Unproductive and Unapologetic show, a lot of people have difficulty with the Apple Podcast app. So you can listen to both podcasts on Spotify without having an account. And as I always do, I end with a song. YouTube, you won't get this song because I ain't trying to get my video taken off. But the song is Something by Fonte and Eric Roberson.
That's a good beat, ain't it? I know y'all like this jump. I'll be hooking up y'all up with all the good music. <laughs> breakdown right there. I need y'all to clap your hands right now. This DJ rip going. <laughs> clap your hands. Clap your hands, clap your hands. Yeah. Uh, I need y'all to get up and dance. I know y'all feeling it. Taste to consider podcast. I'm your host, Derek Silver, and you should be hearing from me soon. I love y'all. Peace.